This week on the 85s potty, we chat to Matt Jack from the Eastbourne 85s. We talk Wellington 85s, playing on the cake tin, and then preview the big semi-final matchups versus the Auckland teams this weekend. Enjoy. Brought to you by Smurf and Hutch. All right, well, welcome to episode 15 of the 85's Potty. Uh, probably the second to last potty of the year you'd expect. Um, semi-finals time for the National Comp. Uh, and still four teams alive, but two Wellington teams, two Auckland teams. This week we've got uh, Matt from Eastbourne. How are you, Matt? Not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. And as always, we've got Smurf um, dialing in from Monganui. So thanks thanks for hotspotting uh, hot in, Smurf. Yeah, yeah, proudly sponsored by uh, by work, um, dialing in. Good feed of fish and chips, so yeah, good to go. Is it, is it at the uh, sort of iconic fish and chip store on the water there? Well, yeah, that's usually the spot, but the um, the locals apparently go to a different one down the road that um, is apparently a couple of bucks cheaper and a bit better. Yeah, so, um, I'm not surprised. That one in the water is grossly overpriced now. Yeah, I think they weigh your, your bit of fish. So, um, I mean, that seems horrific. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, Should be wrap it in better and, yeah. Uh, anyway, well, good stuff. So, yeah, anyway, as I, as I said, we've got Matt. Uh, we thought we'd uh, we'd expand our horizons a bit more and get, given there's a couple of Wellington teams left in the competition, we thought we'd uh, we'd get Matt, Matt Jack. That's your last name, isn't it, Matt? Jack? Yep. Yeah, yep. Matt, Matt Jack. We uh, we clarified it wasn't Matthew, just Matt. Um, so, yeah, so Matt, do you want to give us a bit of a rundown? You're obviously affiliated with the Eastbourne 85s team, but you just want to give us a bit of a sort of background on yourself, how long you've been involved. Um, you know, I guess, have you always played 85s rugby, that sort of thing? Yeah, so um, I joined Eastbourne in 2013. Um, I was 23 years old. Um, I didn't play any sort of under 21s or didn't even play any first 15 rugby back at school. Um, so I hadn't actually played since I was 16 years old. And that first year was pretty rough trying to remember how to play again and take the hits and the contacts. And um, Eastbourne sort of had a warm environment and uh, sort of a real like friendly sort of environment and, and just sort of basically, you know, invited me in with open arms. Okay, nice. Are you, are you from out sort of um, hut Eastbourne ways, are you? Yeah, so I, I currently live in Waifa too. Um, with our team, I think there's probably only about three guys that actually live in Eastbourne. The rest yeah. of them will travel from, even from town, uh, up the valley a bit, um, even Wainui, to come and play for this uh, little club out on the coast. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I heard, so from what I understand, so the 85 team, that's basically your premier team at the club, is that right? Yep, so we're, we're a one-team club. We're the Prems, Prem Reserves, under-21s, all wrapped in one. So... Um, it is, it is quite a special environment out there. Um, we've got um, some pretty hardcore fans that follow us around Wellington and always keen for a yarn and a beer in the um, club rooms after the game and that. Yeah, nice. Is it, is, is it, or has it been a one-team a one team club for quite a while? Or uh, So back in 2000, um, two guys uh, started up the 85s, um, Kevin O'Sullivan and um, Kevin Hewson, who... Um, 
Dan Houston is his son and has been playing 260-odd games for us. Um, they started up because, yeah, there was no senior rugby in, in Eastbourne. Back in the, I think, uh, 50s and 60s, 70s, there was probably a, a team that sort of was in that senior open weight grade, but it sort of had fallen off for a while. Yeah. So have you got, do you have a junior club as part of you guys as well? Yeah. So we do have a good, strong junior club. Um, Eastbourne's a pretty nice uh, suburb, as you say, to to grow up in. And there's quite a big family environment out there. So yeah, the, the junior, pub, uh, junior part of the club is definitely really strong. Oh, that's wicked. So they started up in 85. So yeah, I saw um, that yarn about uh, Dan Houston, you were saying about how he's, I think they kind of profiled him for that. You guys, um, encounter that you had last week at the cake tin saying you know he's played 260 games always been a dream to play in the cake tin obviously probably embellished a little bit but made for good reading anyway he was obviously pretty yeah. pleased yeah he was uh he he got a bit of stick for it because we turned up to thursday night training and we could like obviously the um the field's right next to the beach so we sort of saw him posing there in a jersey out on the on the beach sort of like not looking how he normally looks uh with a ball in hand and a slightly tighter jersey than what we normally play in yeah but yeah he, he loved it and he said his, his phone blew up after it but yeah he's he's honestly he's he's been there since day one um with the club and and yeah, he's, he's such a pivotal part of our team and, and our culture as well. Yeah, no. Nice. Do you want to talk, tell us a bit more about, um, I guess, 85's rugby in Wellington? Is that, I mean, how many how many teams do you guys have at the moment? In the so currently, we've only got nine. Um, when I first started playing, there was uh, two divisions of 10, and yeah. they um, would have a like, relegation in the first round, and then you'd play everyone again and then have uh, finals and, and such like. Um but yeah, over the last three or four years, we definitely uh, lost a lot of teams. Um, it hasn't made the competition any easier, though. A lot of these players that can't form teams in their old clubs are now joining the teams that are alive. So you you, you find every week is a battle, and it's ne there's never an easy game in this grade anymore. It's always a hard hard game every single week. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably my, it's sort of the same story everywhere, really. I think probably with the exception of Waikato and maybe counties, but. Yeah, region. county's certainly um, got some um, good growth there. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we had 30 teams was where we peaked in, in Auckland through um, through my 85 lifetime. Um, three divisions and yeah, each, yeah, it was quite good because the grading was actually really good because you'd end up where you deserve to be and then have good code for the rest of the year as opposed to, I think you probably just get a bit, a few more mismatches, um, particularly in the Auckland um, comp a little bit where sort of... Um, I guess the, the top top half are pretty competitive and then the bottom half is probably leaning towards a little bit more social. Yeah, it's all good stuff, isn't it? Um, and so you guys finished, I saw you guys finished second this year, lost the final, unfortunately, to Upper Hutt. Um, yeah. is, that, is that a good result for you guys? Obviously, I mean, you would have loved to have won it, but in previous years, how have you guys kind of fared? Well, it, to be honest, it's, um, we, we sort of played beyond our expectations this year. Um, Baz, our coach, uh, Hamis, who's our captain, and a couple of the other senior boys all got together sort of early uh, January for a sort of leadership meeting slash how we're going to tackle the season. And it was basically just quite quiet beers, but um, we sort of were more setting up for next year because next year's the uh, club's 100th year. So we were sort of just wanting to get a good competitive squad and, and sort of get a core group um, going um, to try and make 
next year sort of the more more accomplished year but um so yeah we were really stoked that was the first time the club has actually made the uh div one final um so we got a lot of that week leading up to the final we got a lot of messages from a lot of old boys you know saying congratulations and wishing us the best and stuff like that and yeah it was unfortunate we um we couldn't get over the line at that last hurdle and we were hoping upper heart would join this competition so we could at least have another crack at them and see how we could go you know facing them again yeah yeah i saw they went unbeaten for the season were they were they obviously a pretty sharp team but they what you obviously feel like they were beatable uh yeah we uh in that final there was sort of one decision that didn't really go away and and it was just right before half time and it sort of swayed the game uh, one way, and I think uh, a lot of uh, the boys' heads sort of dropped after that happened. Um, but I think kind of losing that final, probably, I don't know if you saw the game uh, or at least saw the result. That we, yeah. yeah, we were down 12 0 at half time, and sort of at that half time break, we were sort of like, you know, is this how we want to end our season? You know, 12 0 down and, 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 you know, not give it all. So I think losing that final sort of brought everyone a bit better closer together and, and actually try to tackle it so we could at least even win the game like we did or, or at least give it a massive good crack to to try um try and get that win yeah nice is that do you do you think that's part of the reason why upper hut tapped out of this comp they kind of felt like they won do you know why they why they haven't come into this competition uh i've seen a couple of the boys around and i think it's just sort of you know the, the broken year of it like i said we started you know, uh, talking about rugby back in January, started pre-season in February. Yeah. Um, it was now August by the time we had finished that final. I think it was just sort of the year was getting on. And yeah, I guess they had, you know, they had gone unbeaten and 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 sort of, I guess, had proven what they wanted to prove. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is, honestly, it's a shame they weren't in there because they are, they are a good side. And, you know, you kind of want to beat good sides to make sure you are, you know, where you are on the, on the table. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh well, um, but you guys, you guys are obviously trekking pretty well in this this national comp so far. I think um, I was having a quick squiz through the results before. I think in the first game you actually drew with Fraser Tech from Waikato. Um, you ended up going through on count back. Pretty obviously, pretty close game. Yeah, they um, they had a very handy first five. Who um, I think he represents the Waikato team in the eighty fives. Um, yeah. We played, I, I was lucky enough to play in the Centurions team for Wellington and um, I recognised him from playing him a couple of years ago. And yeah, he, he definitely was a good handy player. Um, a few of our boys, let's just say Taupo Nightlife, probably got a bit best of them on the Friday, Friday night beforehand. So <laughs> uh, did, they, they were... did, did you guys bust up on the Friday? That is just rookie, isn't it? Uh... <laughs> well, we sort of looked at it. It's, uh, you know, in a normal car ride, it's probably, what, four and a half hours from Wellington. Yeah. Um, so we're going to take a bus, you know, if, if we were going to bus up on the, uh, on the Saturday, we'd have to get up at, you know, well, eight, eight or nine to get there on time. And then you yeah. sort of got that lag effect of your body. So we thought we'll get up there early and yeah, some of the boys just took to the nightlife a little bit too much and half of the team sort of went, went to bed at a reasonable hour once we got there. But uh, those younger boys definitely um, paid us back in that game against Wellington. They, they really stepped up and, and showed they just definitely deserved to, to be on that field for us. Oh, shit. So did you guys stay the Friday and the Saturday night there or just the Friday? No, we bus back, um, bus back on the Saturday night. And funny enough, we had the um, the 
bus driver who tends to drive the All Blacks around when they're in Wellington. So it was, oh, nice. it was interesting sort of talking to him and see see what they're like and that sort of thing. Uh, I don't think it was used to a sort of A5's culture there. <laughs> but yeah. Did he allow to, obviously allowed you guys to have a couple of cold ones on the bus? Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of uh, a lot of beverages at the back of the bus, and um, luckily enough, the bus did have a toilet on it. So um, okay. I could I could only imagine the state of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's just no no code twos. That's all they said. That that was the rule. So yeah, nice. And so uh, you guys played on Owen, Delan Owen Delaney Park, didn't you? Yep, yep. Yeah. That was probably one of the best grounds I've sort of played on, and until last uh, couple of weeks ago. So did you guys have another game in between that and playing on the cake tin or was the cake tin your next game after that? No, so after that was back into the cake tin and again, that was a pretty pretty unreal experience. Um, the, it was interesting, you know, the changer rooms were like twice the size of your normal club room changer rooms. There was a cold tub in the corner. Um, the field was immaculate. It was like running it, like playing on carpet. And yeah. It made for a good, fun game and, and fast game. Yeah, did they give you the AB's changing room or um, did you get pushed pushed into some other ones? Well, there's actually uh, four changing rooms there. Um, so the Lions and North Harbour were playing on after us and they the Lions changing room is actually on sort of the other side of the tunnel. So there was sort of North Harbour's room, our room, and then Wellington. So it was kind of uh, a bit bit unusual sort of setup, but um no, I think we probably were in the, the the third changing room or the fourth changing room, not not the ABs yeah. one. Yeah, it obviously gave the boys a bit. Of, there must have been a lot of lot of hype and a lot of fizz in that week leading up, knowing you're going to be playing on the cake tin. Yeah, it, um, it it definitely made this competition a lot you know a lot more exciting because getting these opportunities to play in these sort of stadiums because you know there's there's probably not that many play prems players that have ever sort of had to play there and that's so. Uh, yeah, it, it's a good carrot to dangle in front of you to to come out and keep playing the slate in the air. Yeah, yeah, nice one. And um, you guys were actually, you guys were, I, I watched um, what I could of that game. It was a pretty, pretty exciting game. You guys were pretty well down at half time though. Yeah. Rallied in the second half. Yeah, it was, we just had one thing, we didn't have any ball. I don't know if um, the early kickoff had a play for it. Sort of, you know, I hadn't played 11.30 rugby since, you know, early in high school years so uh, maybe half the boys are still a bit sleep and and yeah it, uh, and maybe a little bit of the occasion um wellington were a pretty handy side and they sort of um they, they chucked probably a few of their prims players in that back line you know, I, I only recognize sort of five guys in that starting especially in the starting uh pack that actually played us earlier in the year so yeah. um it was a challenge to sort of you know i guess battle them and and they hadn't played and you know they didn't get to play the round before so yeah, they probably true. hadn't played in four or five years so they're obviously fizzing to get out there yeah true true and uh, yeah it's an interesting point because there's been a little bit of chat in the in the um in the hallways i guess about um players checking premier players and obviously you guys don't have the benefit of calling in uh from the team above because you are the top team um yeah but as I mean, from from what you understand, as as some of the other, I mean, we're not pointing fingers here. It's more just a sort of a general discussion. But a few of the other teams are, are bringing in some players from outside their usual eighty five teams. Yeah, we've faced it in the past, um, and years gone by, the Wellington eighty fives competitions always run longer than the prims and prim reserves and twenty one. So they sort of there's guys there keen to play rugby, and yeah, so we've just had to deal with it. Um, yeah. Sometimes it can be a blessing for them and sometimes it can be also a hindrance. Just, 
the the pace of the game so much more quicker than a prem side you know especially yeah. if you're an outside back you, you're not used to props being able to catch you or, or even you know your, your locks and stuff like that so um i don't know how do, how do you guys feel on it do you feel like it should be just your your core team that you play for it or i'll, I'll let you, yeah. I'll let you answer that one smith <laughs> I've, got, I've got i've got my i've got my thoughts as well yeah well i i guess it's what the the whole point of it is if it's to grow the game then you don't want to displace guys that um have come to play 85s because if they don't play 85s they're going to be lost to the game so i think if that assuming that's what the the union's trying to achieve then and i, I think they'll realize that as well i mean it's kind of just a funny season with COVID. There's no, um, like, particularly in Auckland, there's no Prem's Rugby. There's no Gallagher Shield to, to finish. I think as the comp was designed, you had to nominate your players at the start of the season. So you're unlikely to nominate a whole heap of Prem's guys to, to play all those games. So I think it kind of gets sorted out um, when the, the comp isn't interrupted through through sickness, hopefully. But uh, it detracts a little bit from, from I guess, the, the glory of 85s and the people that, that make up the 85s comp, but as what it is, you know, it's clearly not a um, rule break. I guess it's, um, it just is what it is and you just got to, got to deal with it. Yeah. I, I think like if you don't, the rule, the rules were never put in place that you can't do it. So you can't, you can't blame a team for doing it. Um, and you can't, it's, you know, you, the administrators of the game could say, well, it's not in the spirit, but like, well, it's not against the rules. And there's no repercussions for it. So why wouldn't you, you know, I mean, some teams probably have, I'm sure some teams had the situation where they probably didn't have full 85s team available or keen, so hence chucking some Premier players in. It wasn't always a case of displacing players that um, have been playing all season. But, yeah, I think... Yeah, uh, I, think all, I think also some clubs have really got in behind it, like in behind the comp. So the um, so not just the teams, um, which, yeah, a, a lot of the time the 85s teams um, are left to fend for themselves a little bit. But I think with this comp, there's been a bit of fizz and a bit of hype about it. And so I think like some clubs themselves have got around it um, and also wanted to make their team as strong as possible. I'm not sure if you've had that in Wellington, a couple like clubs wanting to, you know, try and win the competition and do what's necessary to do it. I think the nature of it being like a national tournament, you know, you're always going to get people wanting to play it. You know, you're on, you're on the national stage. You're not just in a local stage anymore. Yeah. Um, I, for, for us, we've, we managed to get a couple of guys in which um, have previously played for us, you know, in years gone by. And, and one of them, he's, he's sort of, his other, um, his life's sort of changing. So he's uh, potentially doing a bit of coaching and stuff next year. And he doesn't want to sort of play that sort of prem reserve slash prem result uh, grade. So he's probably going to play for us next year. So uh, are we stacking our team? I don't know, but uh, we, we need those guys because we spent the whole year with uh, only two front rowers, um, yeah. like and two props. And so we've only managed to now get actually a, a reserve pro, uh, front row. And also like being, I guess in the nature of this tournament when it first designed is that you were going to travel around a bit more of the country trying to get guys to um, have time off work or family uh, um, complications and stuff like that makes it hard. So I, I think probably they just need to make the squads a little bit bigger, but yeah, it would be try nice to just keep it the standard 85 guys that you play through the whole season with. Yeah, I think the the nuts and bolts of it are right. Like it is cool to, to see where you guys stack up um, from your Wellington comp against the Auckland team, for example, just to see, you know, what the, because I mean, there is obviously the rep um, season as well, but again, that's 
that's a little bit different because that's just all the best club players. But these are sort of the best club teams, and it's quite different. You know, each each club team has its own unique style, especially up here. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's cool to try and to try and keep those those teams as as you know as unchanged as you can. I think every every team will have their reasons for doing it, and I'm sure there's. I mean, there's. I don't think there's anything sinister really in any of it, but. Um, yeah, it would just be good to have some, I guess, some parameters around it. But I think they've kind of experienced the same thing. There's, I don't know if you've seen, there's a, a under-21s competition up here um, that's been on Sky Sport. It's like East, South, Central and West uh, 21s team. It was originally meant to be sort of Colts players that um, weren't playing any rep rugby or weren't in the academy, but it's kind of ended up being like a lot of premier players that are young enough to play Colts. They haven't really played Colts all year, but it's kind of taken over the competition. So it's kind of, again, if you don't put the rules in there, people are just going to, you know, people are going to play to the rules. So um, there's probably a little bit on the administrators to do a job there, I think. You can't blame people for being code heads and wanting to play as much footy as possible. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I, I, I can relate to that. <laughs> um, you got a few characters in your team, Matt. I've been, um, K- Casey uh, mentioned um, Chop. Uh, yep. Good old uh, Jesse Chop Gordon. AKA Chop Suey. <laughs> so how, yeah. how did that how did that, that nickname come about? Well, he he um he famously is uh, quite a quick sculler, so um, he is always one of the the first ones you want on the end of a boat race. He's always a good anchor, um, and yeah, he it's basically in his name. He he chops chops best. Yeah, good man. Probably on the the topic of um, Casey, he's had a bit of a controversial year. Obviously, he's, he's played for Eastbourne previously and now um, resides in Ponsonby. But he actually yeah, we... missed a, missed a game this year for um, going to a pottery class on, <laughs> on, on Saturday. Uh, and I just like to try and get to the bottom of it. Is that something from his uh, Wellington days that he's brought up here, or has he developed that recently? I think he must have developed that recently. I don't remember Casey missing a game for uh, Eastbourne. But on speaking on Casey, um, we still are waiting for our transfer fee from you guys. <laughs> it's in the mail. <laughs> I think it's uh, it's normally two dozen, isn't it? Actually, there's a few characters in our team that I'll, I'll happily send up as a trade. <laughs> I won't I won't name them. But fair enough. I also saw you've got a you've got a big fan. We got sent a video. We didn't actually know who we were playing. Um, we got sent a video from Patrick Gower oh, in, in, behind, in behind Eastbourne. I, I don't even know if I can find it, but if I can, I'll, I'll, I, might even, I might just post it with the, um, with the podcast. It's quite entertaining. But he's obviously a fan of Eastbourne, is he? Yes. Yeah, so um, funnily enough, Cole O'Connor uh, Centre, um, Patrick Gower bought his uh, childhood home. Yeah, and I think he bumped into him just randomly in in Wellington or something like that, some festival or, or some event, and he just said, "Oh, how's blah blah blah, you know, house?" And he's like, "How do you know where I live?" And he's like, "Oh, well, you bought it off uh, my parents and stuff like that." So just through that and um, through our water boy uh, Matt Beechin, um, they sort of keep in contact. And yeah, just before that final, um, they asked him for a tribute, or, you know, a, a video to sort of rally the boys on and stuff like that and as Paddy Gow always does he, he brings some um some bring some flair to his videos yeah it's nice real nice um very good hey um, well I was actually just thinking we should probably have a chat about the results from the, from the last weekend actually as well we've, we've chatted about your game obviously got up against um against Wellington which was great other games around the grounds who else do we are uh, Smurf 
Were you at the game? Yep, yep. Do you want to, um, speak, do you want to speak to us about? I don't really know how to approach that. Actually, obviously. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty devastating. I mean, we the first half, you know, we stuck to everything that we'd sort of planned for the for the week. We, you know, knew we were going to come up against a pretty strong um, Eden team, and like, first minute we got an intercept try, and then you know we're sort of in control for the first first forty. Um, some great defense. I think ultimately some of that defense was um, pretty epic on the line, but it, it probably took the wind out of our sails. And you're sort of up at half time, and then big momentum swing that just had a really they had uh, Eden had a really strong bench and um yeah they just got in a roll and we we just couldn't stop the um the momentum um yeah a few injuries but yeah no excuses really there's strong team coming off the, the the bench and you could see how they'd um got some of their big scores against um other teams because when they they start rolling it's just really hard to stop them so um I think they're going to be tough to beat yeah Fair enough. Hey, well, hard luck. I thought I thought for a second you guys were going to do a number on them, but wasn't yeah, that. yeah. We just ran out of steam. I think we sort of talked about it a little bit with Jimmy Kidd the other week. You know, um, one of the you know big things about having a, a team that wins championships is a little bit of that depth. And um, yeah, unfortunately, we sort of probably just struggled a little bit with COVID. You know, with with not having the depth that we we thought we might have. And yeah, I think there's if. Um, Eden could be injury free. They're gonna they're gonna be bloody hard to beat. So there's no tips in there that we can use for uh, for the weekend coming. Um, yeah, just um, I actually watched a, a Rassi Erasmus video uh, this week that got me quite barred up actually. But um, get get stuck into them. I reckon wind them up. Yeah, they've got the Argentinians are pretty emotional. So um, yeah, wind them up. That's that's probably all I can say. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you uh, if you get up against them, yeah, hold on for dear life because they they don't go away. Um, and it's I think unfortunately we found that out the hard way. Who was who was running the cutter for them at ten? Uh, well, this, so they had um, they had Matt in the first half. Like one, we obviously knew a little bit about um, Iggy, and he he moved into to ten. To be honest, um, it was Max who's I think plays in the prem side who was at fullback that he seemed to be doing a lot of damage for us. Big, strong runner, as, as big as you can be in 85s, I guess. Yeah, I thought we contained Iggy pretty well. And, um, yeah. Who did you, you have marking him? Uh, we had um, Morris, who, who's, who came down and played for us. So he hasn't played any footy in about 18 months, but um, had played at a premier level before that. So it was a fairly good matchup there. Sort of just out wide, um, yeah, certainly Max. Um, there was sort of a, a bit of a, probably the, one of the moments of the the match that I'll probably always remember is there. Um, they've got one of their wingers, new wingers. Um, it's got hell of a throw, but um, he scored out wide and tried to run it under the post. And um, big Jakey Cameron sort of came out of nowhere and tackled him and held him up over the line. And um, yeah, we thought that was the momentum swing that we would need. It just just wasn't. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think he scored it. Scored about ten minutes later. So all the grief that. Um, that George Young um, had given him on the sideline for that sort of blunder. Um, yeah, we sort of had to eat our words a little bit. Well, that could be a tip for you, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, should be watching your guys' game, Matt, against um, Wellington. I thought your back line was bloody sharp. I mean, not that, not, not that your forwards didn't do a good job, but I thought your back line was particularly sharp. I think it should be pretty interesting against um, against yeah, the back line. They definitely are our weapon this year. Um, we, as a fullback, we're literally just trying to get them in, in a position 
to do their job. Um, and then the other games we had, Avalon beat Paniki 3-0. Probably not a lot to hear about that game. Have you heard anything, Matt? Not much. Uh, was it was it shitting was it shitting it down in Wellington? Or what was the story? <laughs> well, we we played earlier than them, um, and I think the weather actually oh, got better. Yeah. But um, where they're playing is Evans Bay, is right next to the airport, um, oh, yeah. so it's basically always windy. Yeah, I I don't know much. I know because we played um, before or after Avalon um, in Talpo, and they got a number of injuries through yeah. um, their side so they've probably got a few more call-ups um, and maybe that's a bit of chemistry issue or yeah I know um, Paniki had a pretty handy side and and I I sort of would have picked them to win it but yeah, yeah Avalon they're they're full of uh, guys very older team but very smart team as well so yeah they always seem to be talked about in the Wellington comp they're always kind of up there aren't they they're always sort of top well from what I have seen over the last couple of years they always seem to be there or thereabouts yeah, they, they've definitely been around for a long time, especially their core group. Um, and yeah, they, they finally got to win it last season um, after being coming second for a couple of years and stuff like that. And yeah, they got pipped by Upper Hut this year in the semi. Yeah, so we've got Avalon this weekend. Our game on the weekend was a bit of a classic game of two halves, really. We started pretty slow uh, against Cracker. Bloody stinking hot out there. Um, and- they mowed the lawn mowed the pitch out there oh fuck it was actually beautiful it was really really good um great deck uh, a little bit better than the deck we played on when we played counties there a couple of years ago we're actually on the main field which is nice but yeah we we went down pretty early i think we were down 11 0 um they got a couple of tries against runner play a couple of calls in there go our way and then yeah it was pretty tight it was locked up at 19 all for probably about 20 minutes after half time um we potted a penalty, then they got a drop kick, 22-all. Um, and then we were sort of, I don't know, we kind of just grounded out and actually we just had a lot of field position uh, position at the end there and um, managed to get a couple of nice tries. Um, but it was a bloody tight game. Um, definitely one of the better games I've seen for a while. So hopefully the two weeks off after that, that'll that'll leave us in good stead um, against, against Avalon. I think it should be pretty interesting. We've, I don't know, I'd like to, yeah, our... Our team's gelled pretty well. We've got we've got do have a core group of guys as well, probably a little bit like Avalon that have been together for a while. Um, probably not as much as we had in previous years, but um, yeah, it should be pretty interesting getting getting, you, getting the boys up to Colin Maiden Park. It might be a little bit of a surprise how big the field is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't tell them about the end goals. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you got some um, any of your injured guys back? Dave, or it's pretty much similar similar team probably to that played the last game? Uh, it will be pretty much, I'd say, from the discussions I've witnessed and been involved in, um, it'll probably be a pretty similar team that played Cracker. We might get a few guys back on the bench. We potentially lost one or two guys. to a, We got a, we had one one of our reserve backs got um, blue carded, but I was, it was probably a little bit overcautious from the ref, so that's just... TBC, whether or not he gets cleared. Bit of paperwork. Uh, yeah, bit of paperwork potentially. Um, and um, our one of one of the other backs had a little bit of an ankle niggle, but nothing too major. It's actually been a pretty good run of injuries so far, Touchwood. Because we, are, as you, as you said, Smith, we don't have, we're not swimming in depth at the moment. We've got a most. I mean, I think last weekend we pretty much had twenty two to choose from, so that was the twenty two. So it's getting a little bit that way, but hanging in there. 
Yeah, it's a it's a long season. I mean, our rep seasons don't even go this long. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good shift from all the fellas that are still um, playing code. Yeah, while it was gutting to to lose there, I, I think there'll be a few guys that that'll be enjoying going to the beach this weekend or going away on holiday or or, or going out to Colin Maiden Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have a strategic kid trip. We'll see yeah, how we go. It's beautiful there. Sit them under the Hodakawa trees. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Mikhail is running the way in this weekend. So um, do you want her to bring the, the heavy scales or the light scales? Oh, I did I did hear that. I did hear that she was running the way in. That would be interesting. Sorry, I just had a request on that. Was was Ollie Reed coming down to um, to weigh in again? Uh, we might just weigh him in. He won't yeah. be playing, but we might just weigh him in. Um, just for a bit of eye candy for the for the boys and girls there. Yeah, yeah. That, that might help... Um, Person weighing them in. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I'll, yeah, let her know. <laughs> oh, anyway, I think I think the general consensus is that these it's, these two games are going to be pretty tough to pick this weekend. Um, probably two pretty tight games. Pretty hard to establish um, from from the Wellington comp and Auckland comps, kind of where these where these teams are pegged. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll save you guys. Uh, I'll spare you guys having to pick twelve and under or thirteen plus or whatever. Um, but we'll move it. We'll move along, Matt. Now we won't keep you too much longer. But something we always do with our guests is uh, we've got a Spates uh, sponsors segment. Um, we call it. Well, Smurf actually named it the the Spates Rapid Quickfire, very original name. Um, I sent you these questions earlier, so you should have some quick responses for us. It's the the name of the game is actually not speed. It's uh, it's just what the name. It's just what it's called. But anyway, so what's the what's the best ground you've played eighty fives on? I'm going to say apart from the Caketon, because obviously it'd be right up there. Yeah, um, I actually didn't get to play on it, but I did get to spectate on it because I was injured. Um, we actually got to play in the Basin Reserve. Oh, jeez, um, the home of cricket. Yeah, the home of cricket. They they used to have a field there a few years back, and I don't know how the 85 team managed to wrangle it, but yeah, we one of our um, mid-round games, we got to play on it. And it, again, it was just as, as, you know, like carpet out there. Obviously not on the middle of the field, but off to one side of it. But yeah, that was pretty impressive out there. Oh, glorious. Yeah, I remember they used to play rugby there. Um, what about the worst ground in Wellington? I know, I know you've got a couple of turfs down there. Yeah, the, the turfs are famous. Um, I think they've finally decided not to play rugby on them anymore. Um but for me personally, it's actually probably uh, merely Crowler uh, out in Wainui. Um, not, it is a boggy field, but more because I broke my finger in a game that turned out to be meaningless. Um, we got told there was sort of a weird balance in the divisions and they were making the Div 2 teams play the Div 1 teams. And we were the first week and they said, if you win it, the points count to your competition. Um, so we went out there to win. I broke my finger didn't get to play the rest of the season and it was for nothing so ah, yeah it had to be that field out there yeah I've had some bad times playing out those ways what about the best 85s player you've played against down there um it's probably the uh lock for wellington he's been around for a number of years obviously i've been around for a number of years and i always know that it's going to be a battle between him especially in the lineouts in the scrums and and in general field play we sort of seem to target each other out in, in those games yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, what about the biggest grub you played against? Who's the biggest grub in Wellington? 85's rugby. Oh, to, to be honest, it's probably one of our players from a, a couple of years ago, old Tom Halley. He um, he famously would grass cutter a lot of guys and obviously would get a few cards for it. And he would come on from 
from the field and you could tell the opposition's team would sort of just change their attitude because they knew he was coming on the field. Um, he was, he's, never, he's not a bad guy. It's just the way he looks, the way he acts and just sort of attracts a bit more attention. Just the grass cutter. Yeah. Old, just, quite just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And probably underutilized in 85s rugby, I guess there's, um, yeah, less advantage in it. But yeah, love seeing a good grass cut. Yeah, they could sort actually. Of, yeah. they could be Jamie Fallows' new sort of trick. You know, he's 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 perfected the head high. He can start looking at some um, grass cutters now. Yeah. What about finally, Matt? What about the best club rooms in Wellington for post-match beer apart from Eastbourne? I, I actually uh, struggled with this one. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Eastbourne, but our club rooms are on the harbour. Uh, you open up the doors and there's the beach. And yeah. obviously, we're on the east, so you you get after every game, you see the sun setting across the harbour with a beer in hand. There's nothing much that can really beat that. So I sort of defaulted to Upper Hutts Club Rooms, mainly because they just got Panhead on tap. You know, it's a yes. nice quality craft beer on tap. So I guess that's probably the, the second best after Eastbourne. Yeah, it's not bad. Shit, I'm almost thinking about planning a trip down to, to getting the boys down to Eastbourne. Yeah, yeah. Are, you, are you hosting the game this weekend, Matt? No, unfortunately, um, that stupidly they have a cricket pitch in the middle of our field it's not round it's blatantly rectangle and so there is a weird sort of uh, outline so it has been harder for training for the last couple of um, weeks with only training on half a field um, for cricket pitch so otherwise yeah we would have loved to host it out there and and show and uh, Eden what what our home field's like where are you guys playing Evans Bay yeah Evans Bay so conveniently it's right next to the airport so they basically get off a plane get on a bus that's going to take about 10 minutes and jump it straight into the game yeah you need to ambush them good stuff hey well we won't won't keep you too much longer matt thanks for jumping on and um good luck for your game this weekend hope you hope you guys give it a, a good a good crack i'm sure you will cheers um, thanks, boys. And, and smurf uh hopefully hopefully might catch you on the sidelines this weekend yeah, might end up out for a strategic uh, car nap. Good thing about uh, Beachlands to anywhere in um, anywhere in Auckland is that you can get a good forty-five minute to an hour kid nap uh, in there as well. So, oh yeah, perfect. Uh, so, so yeah, you never know. Might make it out. Popping for lunch. Yeah, yeah. They still running the burgers. Yeah, of course. It's been a bit of contention with some of the um, uh, other games. Is there's been yeah no no club rooms, no kitchen, no. Um, uh, yeah, I actually feel 20, like twenty twenty first season. So yeah, be, be good to get boys in the club rooms to particularly hosting. I think it's a um, it's going to be pretty cool hosting um, the the Wellington um, boys down here, and then obviously with um, Eden going down. Um, yeah, it's good fun. Looking forward to seeing the results. Wish I was there, but is what it is. So um, yeah, go well. Yeah, cheers, mate. All right, thanks very much, guys, and uh, good luck.